0: hey there it's joshua i'm just getting home from uh, my interview with pinto uh katie pinto lebrun and had a really lovely chat um we hung out in uh, the same spot where i interviewed ryan um, a few weeks ago i had just met um, pinto on my way out of his house and he referred her to the project and um yeah we just had a really nice time together it's been an interesting week in a community thread i've I've talked about uh, magic, and uh, plant-based medicine, and hula-hooping, and um, the theme of the week has been uh, mind over matter and positive thought, and I just think it's interesting that that's how it worked out this week. Um, at any rate, Pinto is, uh, full of light and, uh, big smiles, and, um, has some great things to say, and I'll let her do the talking from here. I'm happy to introduce her to you, and thank you for listening.
1: That's actually one of my goals: is the like, how can I be less lame at sound checks? <laughs> like when I'm performing, I'm like, ah, uh,
0: hi. Yeah. There's probably some like a good YouTube <laughs> tutorials on it, but this right. is turning out to be a great one because this is all live. So perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, how old are you for the record?
1: Thirty-three. Cool. Magic numbers.
0: Nice. Uh, who are you and how would you describe yourself?
1: I am huh, I'm Pinto or Katie. It depends who you talk to. Katie Pinto Lebrun, and Pinto's a nickname that kind of just embodies the spirit of me that I later learned to embody. Um, who am I and what do I?
0: How would you describe yourself? How would I
1: describe myself? I am a nomad at heart who finds joy in challenge is currently exploring the challenge of creating a home base. Hmm.
0: That's great. (laughs) Do you uh, associate the Pinto more with the Bean or with the Ford?
1: The horse. The horse. (laughs) Technically, but I had a short temper as a kid from what I've heard. And the forward pinto blew up and it got hit from behind. Uh-huh. So I've learned to redirect that <laughs> energy into being very productive. Okay,
0: cool. <laughs> that's great. But um, the bean is my tattoo. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> a trifecta of pintos then. <clears throat> uh, so the, the, this first question is kind of that one that I was talking to you about just a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. Just like um, latch on to whatever it is that's deep inside idea for this one. Um, what concerns you uh, or what breaks your heart, what makes you sad um, and affects you personally about life and and you're making your way through it, and then what motivates you to do something about it?
1: I think the most challenging thing that and I think this is a pretty universal thing in our world at the moment, especially in America, especially in the world where like there's social media and everyone hears things from every angle is that I've experienced a culture that teaches us to not believe in ourselves that teaches kids that there's only a certain way to do things that you have to eventually leave your imagination behind So the lack of belief in the control we have to actually follow our dreams, and that for so many people, dreams have to stay dreams, and that's what they are, and not reality. Um, For myself, I remember in college, like, I'm going to be a professional mermaid you're like, that is not a thing. I know, work with professional mermaids. <laughs> it's totally a thing. Had I known that was a thing, back when I could still hold my breath for two minutes, I might live a different life. And a big change for me was the learning how to hula hoop in my mid-twenties because I could not hula hoop. So I was like, mid-twenties, never as a kid, and now it's my career. So I've been... Um, my affirmation this spring has become, I am creative activism. The idea of changing these perceptions by being the most out there adult that kids and other adults have seen. Mm-hmm. Be like, you know what, dreams aren't actually that scary to follow. And if someone had told me as a kid who was obsessed with horses, and there's this book um, by Marguerite Henry about Chincoteague and Assateague Island off the coast of Virginia, mm-hmm. Land of the Wild Ponies, Mm -hmm. and I was obsessed with this. A Couple years ago, I was paid to hula hoop on the Island of the Wild Ponies, Mm. and I was in my 30s. Had someone told like 10-year-old me that that was even a possibility, um, I feel like I would have entered into a lot of projects with a lot more open heart and more creativity. So what I'm doing about that is the running around this country and now this city and trying to work with people of, you know, children from the age of zero to 105 because we all have that potential to learn through play Mm. where experience in life can just be a side effect of smiling and laughing and having fun and how we can learn our lessons through laughter and joy. And that those options are there.
2: Hmm.
1: Well, when I try to be authentic, I just ramble. Sorry. I don't remember the first question anymore. That's good. You answered
0: it. <laughs> Did I answer it? I think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is just a speculation, or, um, or yeah, it, it will be if you answer it, I guess. Uh, why do you suppose our society easiest one for me to speak about. Yeah, I don't know the uh, other society is uh, enough. That's just what
1: I've experienced here.
0: <laughs> has taken so has taken that joy and the imagination and dreaming out of the equation and, and why does everything everything a lot of most things in life uh in the professional world look so stale and stagnant and structured and like achievement based. Like what does that all mean to you?
1: we i feel like our country from the top levels focus on profits we rate our quality of life on economy some of the biggest ratings like are we being successful in a country is like gdp and you know economic growth but does that actually make any of us happier, creative like that's our, our markers are these business suits and wallets and things that are taken very seriously. And fairies don't really seem to have a role Mm -hmm. (laughs) in what is put at the top of our country as these so-called role models. Imagination. And I mean, imagination for me really comes from the environment Mm -hmm. going out into the woods, the nature, what we're actually attached to walking around barefoot, paying attention to the trees that you walk by on the way to work Mm -hmm. which were here longer none of that has a role and recently seems to have less of a role when it should be in my opinion higher on the priority list Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I host a lot of retreats and I specifically aim to hold retreats in places where people have to walk through the woods Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I don't like super high-end retreat centers for the type of stuff I work in for the type of work I do because I want people to be put back into the elements and back into something less familiar than their city life. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Even people who live in the country, you live in the country now and you have all these different conveniences and you have to pursue success to have these conveniences versus going back into like, what do you actually need to live in nature? Mm -hmm. And then once people are there the earth itself naturally sparks that creativity Mm -hmm. so as our society separates us more and more from the earth we're separated opinions opinions here we are separated (laughs) more and more from ourselves
2: Hmm.
0: what do we mean to each other individual to individual what do what do people (laughs) mean to you as you engage with them in your, your daily routines I wouldn't be here if it weren't for the
1: people. I came to Bend to visit a couple friends. This is not, we were talking a little earlier about like, this is not my climate zone. This is the most challenging climate zone I've ever lived in. It's dry, it's cold, it's beautiful in its own way, but this picking a place based on the land and the city, this is not what I would have picked. This is not where I would have seen myself. Mm. But then I got to know the people here. I stayed because of the community I was. I feel very privileged to have entered at a time of a lot of community growth. And a lot of new programs growing and starting and people coming together. that's what inspired me to stay. Um, I work with people. That's what my life is. When I traveled the country, I got to see all these different communities. I'd be in a different city every couple days, sometimes multiple cities a day. And I could interact with anywhere from like 30 to 500 people in that day. And then I could disappear and not talk to anyone for a week. But in the end, my work and the reason I'm here is to be part of a community, to work within that and to help us find those connections. The community I've found here in Bend has been really special in that I've seen a higher rate of people encouraging authenticity in each other. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the region or if it's just this pocket that ended up here, Um, but coming from Boston and New England and New York, where it's, you look someone in the eye and they're like, what do you want? Mm sorry you have pretty eyes so i don't know i didn't want anything or yes ask them like how are you doing I'm like why like, okay. was here when someone in this community asks like how are you they actually want to know the answer mm-hmm. and i've felt that people are receptive to me when i'm opening up that opportunity like what do you need and people feel safe here actually speaking so for me, community is something that is what built home. Hmm. As I call this home, it wouldn't be that if it weren't for the people and the open interactions between them.
0: Hmm. If we um, just agree for the sake of this question to, to say that, you know, community in general is like the collection of all humans. mm mm-hmm. What does it mean to, to you to be part of that community with so many potentially um, adverse opinions and uh, opposing agendas and, and some of the extreme negative stuff, mm-hmm. th- violence and racism and whatnot? Like, h- what does it mean to be part of community with the grosser differences?
1: I think it's part of my responsibility all of our responsibility as being humans to listen
2: to all of them not to agree mm-hmm.
1: but to listen to be open and accepting of free conversation between that and the less we listen and the less we open our hearts to those opposing views the stronger those differences become and the harder it's going to be to bring that back together um, that's another thing The social media another thing I feel the social media time period we're in right now is making more difficult because it's really easy to surround yourself in a bubble of you it's really easy for me to surround myself in a bubble of what I believe and There's these things people who are like, friend cleanse. If you don't agree with me on this, then don't be my friend. like, ah, if you don't agree with me on this, be my friend. Tell me why. And if we both listen, we'll both learn something. In the end, we'll probably still disagree. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But disagreements don't mean that we can't communicate and don't mean we can't work together.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And so that goes for every single side is we all, in my opinion, we all need to learn to be better listeners.
2: Hmm.
1: I think I'm a pretty good listener, but I always believe I can always be a better one Hmm. than I am right now. Hmm.
0: Do you you have a sense of purpose uh, or... a compulsion to live with intention or a responsibility to affect positive change?
2: hmm
1: Yes. You asked a yes or no question, but I'm <laughs> inferring that you want me to elaborate. <laughs> um,
0: I'll just keep staring at you until you say more, I guess. <laughs>
1: I'm really good at the staring game. Yeah. But the responsibility thing is a really interesting thing because, yes, I feel like we all have a responsibility to be a part. Um, I believe that that part can change, and I believe that my part right now is to be a character. You know, play this role, be this role. And I don't. I don't like the word of character or play, because it is really who I am. I want to be and hold the energy and hold the space that encourages surrender to authentic weirdness i like i guess it's something i definitely have pride in i like that i have an mba and i have business suits in my closet and i can design websites and i've lived the corporate world and can do all these things and that i will show up instead of being part of the conference in total weird outfits and sparkles with a bunch of people who are going to light stuff on fire and dance. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like that when I go into a library, I'm carrying a hundred hula hoops with me. I like that there's little pockets around this country that know me as the hula hoop girl. There was one small town I was in and a woman came up to me at the end of a performance and said, I can tell you're not from around here because people haven't worn pants like that or people haven't worn flowers in their hair since the 70s and I ain't never seen pants like that (laughs) but she was smiling Mm. she liked it she liked seeing that Mm. and this small town of kids got to see a professional adult woman traveling by herself making a living dancing and playing games and seeing that as completely possible Mm -hmm. that that's actually my job and what that means for me is I have to be as authentically weird and out there no matter what situation I'm in and be that person who now goes to business meetings in mermaid leggings and hair extensions because I have a kid's program afterwards mm-hmm. and not apologize for it anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Where do you suppose or what what is the source of that? Of, uh, those three words in particular that I use the sense of purpose or the compulsion or the responsibility like what it, what, what does that mean to you or like what does it make you think of or where do you suppose it comes from
1: probably going back to being part of that larger community when you think of like if you make a recipe if you make a soup and it calls for salt and you just put the salt on the table but you never put it in the soup?
2: Well, well
1: it's, 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 it doesn't fulfill its purpose. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't exist in that recipe if it wasn't supposed to be immersed mm-hmm. in a part of every single bite. And so the, the responsibility is, if I'm going to be a part of this soup that is this community on earth, then there's a role I'm supposed to play.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The compulsion, as humans, I think we like we find joy in having purpose. There's been times in my life where I just was a complete workaholic, manager for one business, a general manager for one business, and an assistant manager for another, working 100 hours a week because I had all this purpose but none of it was fulfilling what I like deep down could do mm-hmm. it was just the training that I, my brain was able to do mm-hmm. but not something that I myself embodied in a way that the person next to me didn't
0: is it, is it someone's role mm-hmm. to be terrible or to be mean or to be violent
1: it could be I think everything teaches us a lesson and that's a really interesting way to look at it I feel like it doesn't necessarily need to be that way but at this point in time people fall into that role because of the people who were in that role before them who did that to them and until we are listening and supporting and helping people find the other way, because there's two ways to react to everything. And a lot of people haven't been given opinions. A lot of people haven't been given the opportunity to learn the alternative. Hmm. In my life, those people have taught me a lot and I couldn't do the work I now do Without having had those people play that role in my life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a chicken and the egg question because if those people didn't, if there weren't <laughs> people playing that role in my life, I wouldn't need to do some of the work I am doing. <sighs> mm-hmm. But all of it will exist as a container in one way mm. or another.
0: I would have been shocked if you had, like, the the definitive answer on the <laughs> what? I would have been shocked if you had the definitive answer on the question you know oh. it's, it's open yeah. for it's open for debate I think <laughs> I'll
1: write a song about it yeah, we'll see what great. the song says <laughs> send
0: that to me. <laughs> um, do you do you want to ask me anything
1: there's a whole bunch I'm trying to select something that's like what I really want to hear (laughs) you told me a little bit about your research and coming here and you didn't actually talk much about the people as far as you moving to bend you talked about the map you talked about these different looks since being here, what have the people of Bend taught you about why you're here or why you want to be here?
0: Cool, that's a cool question. Um, so, a couple of weeks at r- roughly after moving here, I was in that um smitten phase. And Coming from New England, also living all over the world (laughs) and all over the United States, um, I had a fair amount of exposure to lots of different ways, community ways and cultural ways. But I was impressed here uh, with the heads up and eyes forward and friendly hellos and um, help your neighbors dig out of the snow kind of uh, stuff. So uh, a couple weeks into that feeling, I wrote a letter to Ben. Uh, to the source and thanked everybody for being so uh, wonderful. In short, and
1: <coughs>
0: while I'm sure that there's like a fair amount of like benefit to that, I I believe two things now. One, it was premature um and that's due to the experience that I've had since then not that that doesn't exist there's a, there's a probably an above average amount of that still happening acknowledging each other just taking that extra moment to just look at someone it still is happening But it's not happening like I thought that it was. Mm. And so the second part of that, I guess, is now... I think it's becoming my role, or I'm anyways like taking it on to make sure that that like, doesn't die here. Mm. I'm torn uh, on the project, right, because, like, sometimes I dream of what it might look like to go live in, like, middle America, where community sense is quite strong, and people know that they depend (coughs) on one another, and outside influence is a bit more limited, and to be part of this feeling where everything is kind of rah-rah-rah, and we're really proud of our community, and we really care about each other, and this project is so nice, and it would be nice to be part of that flood
2: hmm.
0: I think it would be it would feel really nice to get some support and recognition in that kind of way but it's also probably the case that a place like Bend needs the project <coughs> more than that place
2: mm-hmm.
0: so this is part of my internal um, struggle. Lately, <laughs> lately being like the last two years of doing this project, and it it actually seeming to fall on deaf ears week after week after week. Um, I guess while that frustrates me, I really find that to be the affirmation to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question? A little bit. Do you yeah. want
1: more? <laughs> no, okay. I think that's, no, it set my brain at a whole bunch of other yeah over there and over there.
0: And yeah, conversation does that. Yeah. I, I, I guess I'll just say just a little, little bit more for my own sake. There's a bunch of lovely people here in Bend, and there's a bunch of lovely people in like every town anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Um. I think while that's true about Ben, there's also, like, d- there's a pretty obvious influence of success and wealth um, that it can be distracting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: More so than in other places. And that I don't have, like, tons of examples of how that pursuit leads to better relationships
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's what I mean
1: I can, I can hear that
0: <laughs> um do you have anything to say in closing
1: this was way more mellow than I anticipated it to be <laughs> what were I was you like, thinking whoa, I got really serious I don't spend much of my time being serious mm. and so that was just interesting mm. to me to be like whoa yeah. Um, because I, I spend a lot of my time focusing on the like, you know, I like to give people hugs, and whenever I meet people, and I, ha- I think I've hugged you before, so I didn't ask, but I usually say, like, do you hug? Mm-hmm. And I've been told that, and I've been thanked, actually, thanked for it, um, that I hold hugs longer than people anticipate. Um, but when someone's uncomfortable or right, you can kind of feel that and like they're like yes i hug but you can still feel like they're not do i hug i like to just start laughing mm-hmm. while hugging them and laughter oftentimes like relaxes all of it
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so that's the way i see myself being all the time it's like i'm that person who hugs strangers and giggles in their ear so it's just an interesting experience to sit down and be like oh yeah here's all the serious stuff i think about too And I didn't anticipate that coming up. Hmm. I'm used to talking about the rainbows and the butterflies, but, you know, there's even, like, a couple days ago, I facilitated ecstatic dance, and my theme was rainbow medicine. And people were like, we're coming in for, like, all these rainbows and butterflies today, and it's going to be this bright, happy dance. And I'm like, no, dude, like, we're going to go through a thunderstorm because that's where the rainbows come from. It only comes, like, with a bunch of rain. And so I did have some like intense moments and it went through darkness and that was you know that was the beauty of it is you go through that and then it's after that light shines through all of it that you come out as a rainbow specifically a lot of drops of water so a lot of people going through their stuff coming out together creating that rainbow and so even though I, like, just created a presentation about, like, oh, yeah, there's the darkness in it, too, I still catch myself surprised by, like, oh, oh yeah, the reason we're working on laughter, the reason I'm working on all this is because that's part of our journey.
0: Mm-hmm. I I, uh, I call people like you, yeah, I know people like you is a little, like, harsh, but
1: um, no, that's okay.
0: bright-siders. Uh, and I don't know that people like <laughs> often understand what I mean. But I, when I'm when I'm talking to someone else about optimistic and happy rainbow mm-hmm. folks, I call them brightsiders. And um, I've even h- had some like failed relationships with with them on romantic levels. And, uh, <laughs> because I'm because I'm not uh, <laughs> I'm not a bright cider. Like uh, it, it, it would it would be the last. Of a hundred words, right? It sure. like wouldn't be one that went on my on my list, um, and that's actually something I really enjoy about doing a community thread is that I end up having good conversations with people in a lot of different ways, you know, and they tend to go like in a particular direction because it's my project and I got yeah. the questions, but um, I still can learn a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and and like have have some. Now, some uh, endearing thoughts about bright-siders Okay. Yeah.
2: And a, a
1: totally fine term to use. I've been called, in a couple different communities, I've gone through the last true believer. <laughs> when everyone else is just like jaded and they're like, oh, yeah. we're giving up on this entire thing. And I'm like, why? Right. But it still has all this potential. And like,
2: yeah.
1: And a lot of those, like, they have come through. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, you've got to have that last true believer who, like, For sure. to the tail end, like, yeah, I see the realism in it. But. We got this. That's cool. So can I ask you another question? Sure. Are you... You're not a bright-sider, as you said. Are you a realist or a pessimist? Where do you fall?
0: I I consider myself a realist. Okay. Um, People um, have wanted to call me a pessimist, but I think those people are wrong. Um, I'm I'm almost constantly disappointed. And I don't think you can be disappointed if you're a pessimist. I expect great things Mm -hmm. to happen, and when they don't, I take it hard. Mm. That's not pessimism.
1: No. No, totally realism. (laughs) That was a big journey I went on, was um, learning to have expectations without emotional attachment to expectations. Mm. Whereas there's this whole, like, everything like remove all attachments and remove expectations I'm like no no have your expectations just don't get emotion you know hmm. expectation without attachment love without attachment all those things and still a journey i'm on but yeah it's been an interesting
2: thing to think about
0: cool well thank you
2: yeah thank you